Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. I am your host, Stephanie Nielsen, and I'm so glad that you can be here tonight. I'm really excited about today's show. And um, before we get going, though, I want to do a shout out to our sponsors. We're going to start by saying hey to IamConchita.com. If anybody wants help with applying the fake lashes, this is the site that you need to go and check out. And we're also going to give a shout out to LiveManaUtoya.com. And uh, as you can see through the stream there, if anybody's looking for a full line of effective uh, organic CBD products, that's where you got to go check it out. So anyways, um, again, I, I just want to say thank you so much to Joshua and to the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation for allowing me this opportunity to host this show and to be here with you tonight. So with that being said, I want to share with you something that I'm celebrating today. I just received my certification from the John Maxwell team training. It's the leadership training program that I just completed. Super excited about that. I am now a certified uh, speaker, trainer, and professional coach. But what resonates with me more is I like to call myself an inspirational storyteller and transformation trainer. Nonetheless, it's still all about being a leader. And you know, today um, I was reminded that being a leader isn't necessarily um, always in the form of a platform like this or speaking on stage or uh, doing workshops for big groups and organizations. Sometimes a leader is just being there for people in the moment that they need you or, you know, being inspired to share something with somebody um, that could make them look at something differently. I um, went and got my hair cut today. My birthday's coming up, and I always like to make sure I get my hair done before my birthday, my, my little treat to myself. And the young lady that was massaging my hair, uh, my head, which was amazing, by the way, um, she, she just... She, she complimented me and then she asked me if I had any children and I did and she started to share her story that she's got three young children and she's going through a divorce right now and I was just called in that moment to just speak from the heart and share with her some of my truths and um, and let her know that she was going to be okay and she really appreciated that and I'm hoping that that is going to help her come through. So, you know, it's the moments that matter. My best friend tells me this all the time. Everything is built in the moment. So that was a really good moment um, that I got to share some of my truths with someone else in hopes that it might make their journey a little easier. You know, I, I want to share this other story that I got this weekend. Um, one of you know throughout the weekend and throughout the program we're all connecting and it was an online seminar it was supposed to take place in florida but because of this current situation obviously we weren't um able to travel and get together as a group so the organization put together an amazing amazing three-day seminar it was actually six days but three full days um three-part day seminars and within it, they gave us an opportunity to network with each other. So we got to meet people from all over the world. And there was little breakout groups where you got to have a little bit more of an intimate relationship with these people that you're meeting. And 
one of the girls and I really connected from, I think it was day two. And uh, so we had been texting back and forth and every day she was asking me, what is your big takeaway? What is your takeaway? What was your thing today? And you know, my biggest takeaway actually came at the very end of the whole seminar where I was lucky enough to make the decision to be part of the mentorship program where I got to speak with two of the faculty members. And one of the things that they said on that last day is you are not broken, you are built. That was such an amazing message to me. Anybody that watched last week's show knows that I have been going through some stuff and I was referring to myself as broken. And it never really resonated me when I said that because I don't necessarily feel broken. I feel that I struggle sometimes. I have learnings. There's some parts of me that God needs to shed a little light on but I don't necessarily feel broken. And broken is a word that we throw around all the time today. Oh, he's broken, or they're broken, or I'm broken, or this is broken. You know, society's broken, relationships are broken. But when they said, you are not broken, you are built, that just brought so much incredible clarity to me. And you know, I know now more than ever, that I am to be a leader. I'm still working out entirely what that looks like and I've got a few ideas, but I know more than ever that I am meant to lead others. And I know that God called me to this long, long, long before I caught up <laughs> to that calling. And you know, I wanna share with you a story from way back in the day. I was 16 years old and I had my uncle Chris. He, he, was, he spent a lot of time with us. He was um, the youngest of my mother's four brothers and uncle Chris ended up spending a lot of time with us when I was growing up. So we got very close, uncle Chris and I, and we would talk about all sorts of different things and he was always there for me and, and sharing his wisdoms and such. But for my, my uncle Chris was also an artist and for my 16th birthday, he he carved me this beautiful carving it was a wall hanging of a dragon and it had this little trap door behind it and in the trap door he put a little letter in there for me and it's something that i will never forget these words meant so much to me at the time and they continue to be so much so profound and have so much meaning for me throughout my entire life and what he wrote was Dragons are fictitious, but there's one around every corner. Never run from dragons, slay them. Your courage is your sword and your faith is your dragon's demise. Your faith is your dragon's demise. You know, that message gave me strength in so many of my journeys. I cannot even begin to tell you. Unfortunately, we lost my Uncle Chris a few years back. So he does not really know the impact that that gift that he gave me so many years ago actually has. But you know, throughout my journey, every time things got tough, every time that there was an obstacle that I had to overcome, 
every time that I stood in front of a dragon, and some of those dragons were huge, God would whisper in my ear, your faith is your dragon's demise. <laughs> Such an incredible gift. And you know, <laughs> it was given to me long before I knew what it meant. This weekend, um, we were asked a lot of questions. You know, we, we really had to dive deep into ourselves and, and look at some of the things that are holding us back and some of the things that we're called to do and some of the things that we believe in. And, and um, it was a pretty amazing experience. And one of the questions was, when did you know that you wanted to be a leader? <laughs> and you know, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that I wanted to be a leader until I was probably in my, my late 30s, maybe my early 40s. I had no idea. God knew. <laughs> he knew long ago. And he put me through opportunity and opportunity and opportunity to grow me, to, to uh, you know, strengthen me, to, um, to groom me, to develop me, to define me. And I didn't know <laughs> that it was happening at the time. But I can look back now and say, yeah. I didn't know that I wanted to be a leader until later in life. But I think God knew that he wanted me to be a leader from the very beginning. Today's episode is called Fly With Grace. And I'm going to share with you a, a story because <laughs> I'm an inspirational storyteller. And in that story, I'm going to share with you some of the wisdoms that I picked up along the way because I am a transformation trainer. Now I do have it written out because, of course, <laughs> when I think things are super important, I want to make sure I don't miss anything. So bear with me as I go through it. I'll try to make it as, as entertaining as possible. But like I said, right out of the gate, God knew I was supposed to be a leader. Ever since I was a young, wide-eyed little girl, I wanted to learn to move and to expand. My nature was a determined one right out of the gate. I started walking at nine months. I didn't even learn how to crawl. I just went straight for the end goal. <laughs> my parents, in their attempt to protect me, were always trying to control my movement. But it didn't work. I just couldn't sit still. And to be honest with you, I still struggle with that. My best friend says that I'm not happy unless I have three or four different projects on the go. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> when I was just over a year old, my dad built a fence to try to keep me in the yard. And I kid you not, no sooner had he put the latch on the door and he turned to put his tools in the box, little tiny me jumped up, flipped the lap, and took off down the road. Yeah. Um, for as long as I can remember, I have been told to slow down, settle down, calm down, stop pushing, and just to relax. I sit here today and I say, thank God I did not listen. <laughs> like many of us, uh, I was told that my way of being was not acceptable to others. Uh, and for a long time, I carried that around with me. Uh, I was always trying to find ways to fit in, 
to accept the things that didn't feel right for me, to make conventional choices. In time, however, I started to feel like I was drowning. It felt like every single choice I made led to just another mistake or a disappointment. You know, I still struggle with the convention. I question my beliefs all the time. I come from a family that was quite tr traditional in their idealism. <laughs> and yeah, I question. I question whether or not I need to conform still to this day. And the more I learn, the more I grow, <laughs> the more I experience, the more I realize I just need to be true to me. Anyway, that was a little diversion there. So by the time I was 32, I found myself being a single mom of two young boys. I had no job. I had no income. I didn't have any kind of um, um, professional education. Um, and all I knew at that time was that I had to support my boys. I had to be a role model for them. And I had no idea what that looked like, but I knew I needed to find a job. To be honest, I never wanted a career. As a matter of fact, my family bugged me about it all the time. Um, I, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to be a PTA-going, award-winning, stay-at-home mom, and all I wanted to do was take care of my husband and my children. <laughs> but apparently God had a different plan for me. <sighs> in those early days of being a single mom, I had no idea what direction I was going in or what I was even capable of. But I stayed open to every opportunity that came my way. And I learned to trust my instincts and believe in my abilities. As my career grew and I started to define my path, I began to take bigger and bigger chances and make tougher and tougher decisions. And life was really starting to take shape. And my ego and I were so proud of our accomplishments. <laughs> you see, I built this career with no formal education. And I ended up getting a job as Director of Marketing and Client Relations Manager. Super impressive title, huh? Well, my ego and I thought so too. Yeah. After the economy crashed in 2008, I lost my job. And that's just not the first time I've shared this story. So some of you have heard this before. And it hurt. I mean, it hurt when I lost that job but it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. So as a result of losing my job, one of those tough decisions was that I was going to sell my home and I was gonna move my boys and I to another province. Um, I was living in British Columbia at the time and the economy was really hurting. And as a result of that, uh, I was really struggling not having a job. And I decided I was gonna skip over one to Alberta. So I took that decision to my father and anybody that knows me knows that my dad was my hero. Um, his opinion mean so much, meant so much to me and I was always seeking his approval. So when I turned to him and I said, dad, this is what the plan is. I was so shocked when he said to me, this is the worst decision you have ever made and I do not support you in this. I was absolutely devastated to say the least but you know what something deep inside of me 
knew that despite the disappointment coming from my dad, I needed to do this. And the other thing that was pretty ironic is that during that time, I was tried in every way possible. It was like all I could do was overcome one hurdle to have to jump another hurdle. It was just like life was bam, 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 bam. But I kept my resolve, I kept my focus, and I kept moving forward. So when I was in Alberta looking for a home, I got a call from my stepmom that I will never forget. She says, your father's been rushed to the hospital. You need to come see him. So I put everything on hold, I jumped on a plane, and I came home. I walked into my dad's hospital room and there he was lying in his bed and he looked up to me and he says, come sit. So I sat next to him and he said, you know, I've been thinking a lot and I just have to tell you, I changed my mind about your move. I want you to know that I support you 100% in this decision because if there's one thing I know about you, it's that you always land on your feet. You know, as much of a gift that that was, I knew where it was coming from. I knew what dad knew. Five weeks after that, we all gathered around to say goodbye to my beloved father. Three weeks after that, I was starting my new life in my new province, in a new home. I had left everything I knew. I left my family, my friends. And it was just me and my two boys. It was probably the second most difficult time that I had been through in my life. And it was also the second time that I had to start all over. When I look back over all that I've gone through since that fateful move, I cannot believe how far I've come. And you know, Alberta was just a stepping stone in my journey. Three years after moving to Alberta, I moved to Quebec. And I've been in Quebec now for <laughs> seven years. And I, I, I can't believe it's been seven years because it has gone by like a blink. I have never been happier than I've been in the time that I've been in this province. This is my home. And I know for my family that's in BC, <laughs> that probably hurts, but this is where I belong. I am so grateful absolutely grateful every day for the life that I live and for all the opportunities that I've been given and for all the accomplishments that I've achieved. It has been a crazy journey and it, there's been twists and there's been turns and there's been highs and there's been lows, but I would not trade a moment of it for anything. Today, I... You know, in, in 10 years, in, in 10 years, I have 
went from a sales person to being a business development manager. I'm now responsible for clients all over North America. I've tripled my salary. Um, I bought two homes and I'm now in the process of buying a third. I'm following my passion and I'm inspiring others by sharing my story and uh, writing books and doing speaking engagements. I have traveled more than I ever thought possible and I am living a life that I never dreamed of. I was asked by a um, uh, an old neighbor of mine, we, we became friends, and he asked me once, he was struggling with his career, and he said, five years ago, did you have any idea that you'd be living the life that you live today? And I said to him, the life that I live today absolutely supersedes anything that I ever imagined for myself. <laughs> I think back to the beginning, and my dreams were so small. And now they are so big. But you know, I, I, I just, I need to say this because what has me so excited about my life is it's not what I've attained. It is how I've grown and how I continue to grow and what I've learned and how much I've expanded and how I can bring that to others and help them in their journey. To me, that is the true success. So I wanna share with you some of the things that I've learned along my way that I think have absolutely contributed to the life that I live today. And the first one is having a strong network. This is crucial, <laughs> personally and professionally. And it took me a long time to understand this. You know, in those early years, I had this, this notion, if you will, this idea that I had to do everything on my own for it to matter. That if I asked others to help me or if I allowed others to help me, it showed weakness. And I was so prideful and so determined to do it on my own. I would never ask anybody. What I realized though, is that having a support network is not just one directional. No man and no woman is an island. And that this weekend was even more obvious to me than ever. You know, this Joe Maxwell team, we are gonna do amazing things, but I'm not gonna spend my time talking about that. I'm just so thrilled to be a part of this. So we learn so much more when we share our learnings, when we share our thoughts, and when we share our beliefs with others. When you sit in your own little bubble and you read and you think and you, you know, learn on your own, it's not as impactful as when you can share that with others and get their opinions and their feedbacks and their ideas and their concepts. That's when the magic really happens. So they also say that one of the keys to longevity is having a good community. And I plan on living a long time, so I can tell you right now, my community is gonna be massive. <laughs> I understand this more today than I've ever. I have the most amazing people in my life. And not only do they support me, but they allow me to support them. And it is amazing. I mean, when you can support others, that is just as much, if not more of a gift, as when others are supporting you. 
So my advice is look for your fan base and find those who inspire you. Life is like a staircase that we're all climbing together. Some are further along than others, and there's always going to be those who are ahead of us, and there's always going to be those who are behind us. And look to those who are ahead for inspiration, and look to those who are behind to help them up. But don't be fooled to think that those that are, not, are behind us are not able to help us. <laughs> I have had more understanding, more clarity, and more lessons trying to help others from where they are than I have sometimes when I'm going to somebody who's ahead of me. And the perfect, the perfect example of that is my children. I have learned more from those two individuals than I think I've ever taught them. One of my favorite quotes is, reach one, teach one. And I think this is something that we can all aspire to do. So number two, don't let our fear or uncertainty interfere with taking chances. Likewise, the opinion of others, and I mean, we are all so guilty of this, thinking that other people have an opinion on our lives. I lived there for years in the early years. <sighs> Anyways, remember, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. I jumped into every opportunity that was offered to me head first. I always had a little more bravado than brains, <laughs> but anyways, it got me to where I was. No matter how overwhelming the opportunity seemed, I always figured it out. And this is the thing. We have the ability to figure it out. And each time I did, I attained greater knowledge. I attained greater responsibility and I attained more confidence. Truly consider what it is that's standing in the way of where you want to go, because if you really want to be honest, the only thing that is holding you back is you. So that's number two. Now, number three, nothing is easy, but everything is attainable. Action equals results. You know, we often listen to all of these concepts of, of uh, success. But really, it comes down to action. What are you doing today for your goals? I set goals, and I learned everything I could. When I want to focus on something, I put my head down, and I do the work. I do the work with the belief that nothing's going to stand in my way. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm a bit of a determined one. I grew up in an environment where there was no special favors. Not because I was a girl. You know, I couldn't princess myself out of anything. If something needed to be done, it got done. No excuses, no shortcuts. Well, except for maybe my brother Kelly. <laughs> he was mom's favorite, so he got away with everything. Well, that's another story. He hates it when we say that. Anyways, <laughs> nonetheless, I grew up never seeing barriers, and perhaps that's why I don't experience any today. You know, I, I work in a male-dominant industry, and I know that a lot of women have struggled working in, in this environment, and I haven't. And I don't get talked down to, I don't get mistreated, I don't get hit on, I don't get um, belittled. You know, I'm, I'm very much treated as a peer. And honestly, I think that comes from my attitude about it. I don't expect anything less from my colleagues, so therefore I don't receive anything less from my colleagues. 
I might be off on this. I know sometimes I can say things that offend other people because I don't know everybody else's story. This has been my experience. So number four, trust in who you are and what you are capable of. And this is super, super important. Don't try to be the same as everybody else. I had a conversation with one of my young female colleagues and she was going for a position that was um, out of her uh, rank. Um, and she knew that jumping in, she'd have to learn a lot. And she was getting a lot of negative comments from some of our colleagues that she wasn't ready, that she wasn't this, that she wasn't that, so that she was taken personal. And I said to her, I said, you know what? You need to be proud of who you are and what you bring to the table. And if you can go in with that attitude and differentiate yourself because of what you bring, not get stuck in what you don't bring that's the same as everybody else, you will be successful. And you know what? She was. You know, we all have our own unique skills, talents, and abilities. And if you focus on building your expertise and allow others to focus on building theirs, then as a whole, we are able to achieve so much more than if we're taking it all on by ourselves, which kind of goes back to what I said in the first place, the community thing. If I am the best version that I can be, of myself and I identify the areas where I have my strengths, I can have teammates that are stronger in areas where I'm weak and together we become full. And that can go into any situation in your life. Working with women, well, I, I guess I just said that. I'm kind of deviating from my notes, but anyways. But you know, one of the things that we really need to recognize as women is that we bring such a diverse and unique flavor to the table. So why would we not want to, why would we want to compete when we are brilliant in our own rights? So number five, have gratitude and celebrate everything. This is something that is so uh, integral to everything that I do. As a matter of fact, I am starting my own little show and it's going to be called Victory Lap because I think it's so important that we celebrate our victories, our little ones, our big ones. We just need to celebrate. Your attitude is the single most important aspect of your success. And the more that you're able to be grateful for, the more you have to be grateful for. And this is a law. <laughs> I see this all the time. The more gratitude that I have, the more I have to be grateful for. It expands. You know, the little girl that I was speaking to today, she asked me that. She said, is it true that when you focus on the positive, you have more positive things to focus on? 1,000%. 1,000%. You know, and like I said, be grateful for the big things, for the small things, for the good things, and for the not so good things. And again, super important. If you can find yourself grounded enough to be grateful when you are going through the fires, I'm telling you what, you will be forged and you will come out the other side beyond blessed. And I, speaking from experience here, I learned this lesson the day that I lost my executive position at the accounting firm. And like I said earlier, that was one of the hardest days, but it was also one of the greatest days in my life. 
That was a life-altering experience for me, and that was the day that I learned gratitude. And I talk about it a lot. I mean, my first show hosting Gratitude Unfiltered here was about that experience. It's in my books. I talk about that day a lot because it's so important to me. My entire life changed when I let go of my ego and everything that I accomplished under her reign and started to live my life in gratitude. Oh, and always celebrate everything that everybody else is achieving. Again, super important. I never look at something that somebody else has and thinks, oh, well, how come they have it and I don't? I always think, bravo, bravo, good on you. This is exciting because what everybody else can achieve, you also have the capability of achieving. So when you see somebody be successful, celebrate that, celebrate them and know that they achieved it. And if that's what you want, you can achieve it as well. You know, when you really start to do this, you will be amazed at how quickly everything comes back to you. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, it has been said that people don't change. But I don't believe that it is that simple. I feel that one of the most amazing characteristics of being a human being is the fact that we can alter our lives by altering our attitude of mind. And I also agree that it's our intrinsic nature that does not change. You know, I'm still that same little wide-eyed girl who wants to learn, move, grow. I don't think that's ever gonna change in me. And you know, as I grow and as I learn and as I expand, I don't want it to. That's my fire, that's my passion, that's what makes me me. And that's what makes my life exciting. You know, I was talking to a woman today, the woman that cut my hair, her family's from Italy. And uh, my posts from my trip to Italy have been popping up on my Facebook feed recently. Um, two years ago, I made the decision that I was going to celebrate my 50th birthday in Italy. It was on my bucket list to be on a gondola <laughs> and sing when the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie. And I have a video of that exact thing. So 50 years old, I made the decision. I was going to do what I wanted to do for as long as I can remember and go spend time in Italy. I took 19 days. It was, to this date, it was the most magical experience I have had in life. I traveled to, I think it was 12 different cities. I, I was just texting a friend about that today. I think it was 12 different cities. And I made the deliberate de decision to make this journey on my own. Now, I did have friends meet me while I was there. Um, I had one of my friends meet me um, when I first landed, and then we reconnected in Naples. I had my sister and her husband meet me in Florence, and I had one of my best girlfriends from childhood meet me in Rome. Um, this was my eat, pray, love trip, <laughs> and I did it all. <laughs> but it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. That trip expanded me more than probably any other experience that I've had. And I can't wait to go back. I can't wait.
From that trip, I made a commitment to myself that every year on my birthday, I was going to tick something off of my bucket list. So that year was gondola in Venice. Last year, it was going to Graceland. I have been a fan of Elvis since I was a little girl. He was my first love. I remember being, I think I was 10, 10 years old, and I was homesick from school, and my mother was a career woman, so maybe I was a little older than that. Anyways, back in the day, you know, they left their kids when they went to work. I remember being at home sick, watching Blue Hawaii, and I fell in love. I remember my mom coming home that day, and I said, oh my God, I watched this show, who was this? And she said, that was Elvis. And Oh my goodness. Yeah, just love the man. And yeah, one of my, my childhood friends, him and I were big, big fans of Elvis and we used to listen to his music and dance. Anyways, I know I'm totally getting on a different topic, but it was my bucket list to go and see Graceland. And I did that for my birthday last year. Incredible, incredible experience. Yeah, he was an amazing man. I don't think anybody realizes how much that man worked and how much that man gave away. Incredibly generous. Anyways, so last year's bucket list. So this year's bucket list is that I got certified with my leadership training. Again, that's something that I've been wanting to do for about 10 years. So I wrote down on a piece of paper, and I haven't even shared this with my kids yet, but I want next year for my bucket list to be to take my boys to Denmark. I always wanted to take my dad to Denmark. This was um, a vision that I had, and uh, I wanted to get him there. He, his father was from Denmark. He had never been, and he didn't know any of his family. So I wanted to take him to Denmark. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. So I'm going to take my boys. This is my, my uh, declaration right now that for next year's birthday, being <laughs> that we are allowed to travel again, okay, <laughs> Next year's birthday, I'm going to take my boys to Denmark. That's going to be my bucket list. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah. So having gone on that little tyrant, it actually ties in perfectly to what I want to say next. Because, you know, above all, I think the most important thing that I've learned is that we are completely responsible for the lives that we create. Hi, Mona. Got the chat going here so if anybody wants to chat go on and say hello oh look at that she's checking in from Williamsburg Virginia glad to have you here Mona as soon as we take responsibility for the lives that we live and stop blaming outside sources for where we exist we can then truly start to manifest the most amazing reality for ourselves because at the end of the day, what we believe, we will achieve. At least this has been my experience. And you know, this is what I want to bring to others. And I've realized, and it's something that's been working in me for a while, but I've realized, and it goes back to something that Miriam Williamson said, you know, who are we to play small? It's not our darkness that we are afraid of. 
It is our light. And I think I finally figured that out. If I don't step into the role that God is opening me to, then I am doing a disservice to myself. I'm doing a disservice, obviously, to God. But I'm also doing a disservice to every single person that crosses my path. Because I'm denying them of doing the same if I don't take the responsibility to do it myself. This, this is transformational thinking. You know, I, uh, it saddens me all the time that my father's not here. I think about everything that I've achieved and I wish I wish that he could see it. I wish that he could be a part of it. And you know, you see these these memes on Facebook all the time that says, uh, you know, if there was one person that you could have one more conversation with, who would it be? Hands down, my dad. Every single time I see that, I don't even think of Elvis. I think of my father. <laughs> but you know, if I did have an opportunity to have one more conversation with my dad. It would simply be to say to him, you know, daddy, I didn't just land on my feet. I learned how to fly. And I'm just gonna keep flying because I know that God's got me. And everything that I have and everything that I've done and everything that I've achieved has <laughs> been 1,000% God's grace. And we all have the opportunity to do that. We all have the capability of doing that. We all have the means to do that. So I encourage everybody that's watching today, step out of your comfort zone, open yourself up, trust that God's got you, and fly with grace. So that is my message today. I know I didn't quote anything from the Bible, but we all know I have a passion for the Lord. <laughs> yep. But I do want to give another shout out to our good friends, uh, Joshua and Jessica at uh, livemanaworldwide.org. They are doing amazing things. <laughs> so much. Mona, thank you so much for sharing my videos. That means the world to me. It really does. And I'm glad that you're enjoying them. So Jessica and Joshua, they are up to amazing things. They were out uh, feeding the homeless. They were having ch chili with the homeless. <laughs> These people have the biggest hearts I've ever seen on anybody. So I encourage everybody watching to go and support them. Take a look at uh, their Live Mana Worldwide Foundation. It's at www.livemanaworldwide.org. And uh, see if you can't uh, spare a little bit to help. I also want to just say really quickly that for anybody who has been enjoying um, the things that I've been saying, um, the, the, the conversations that I've been having, 
you know, if you want to follow me more, learn more about me. I tried to change this earlier, but obviously I'm still struggling with the technical side of things. Um, I do have a website, stephanienielsen.ca, www.stephanienielsen.ca. I have an Instagram account, at stephanienielsen.ca, and I have a Facebook page, stephanienielsen.ca. So you can find me on any of those. Um, if you do link up with me, um, on Facebook. I can also send you an invite to my Victory Lab. Again, this is a project that I'm working on. Super excited about this. Um, I think I'm going to have some great guests on that show. Really, really excited about that. Um, it's still a work in process. I know I did say that it was going to be coming in September, but you know, we still, <laughs> September's got a lot of days in it. So it might be at the very end of September, but when it does come out, it's going to be good. So please uh, have some patience with me there. And um, yeah, as always, you know, I, I really appreciate everybody that comes out and watches these videos. I would like to do more of these. Um, I think Joshua has given me an open invitation to do some more guest hosts on Gratitude Unfiltered, but I will check back with him just to be sure. I don't want to put words in his mouth. And I do need to get focused on some of my projects. So I know I've been doing these for the last three Wednesdays. I am not going to commit to next Wednesday because I do need to focus on some other things. But I will commit that if Joshua does invite me back, I will definitely come back and do these shows from time to time because I love this format. I love this forum. Um, I love the people that come out and participate. Um, and I just, I, I love that I'm able to just find a place where I can talk about the glory of God and how amazing he is. Um, oh, oh, Mona just sent a message here. So Mona's struggling right now. Um, I think we should all pray for her and her father. Absolutely. And um, yeah, Mona, I'm going to reach out to you offline here, if you don't mind and uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, anyways, um, send, me a, 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 send me a private message, Mona. And if everybody can just include Mona in your prayers, that would be wonderful. She has a father who is having a stroke and she's having some financial difficulties right now. So if you can include her in your prayers, that would be great. As usual, I kind of run out of things before my time. Um, my my podcast is going to be 30 minutes <laughs> at least that's the intention get it quick get it out anyway um but again I, I really appreciate everybody being here and um i'm going to give another shout out to live manayutoya.com um i'm going to get rid of my little banner there it's the technical stuff hey eh? this is what i need i need a technical person um so here we go to live manayutoya.com Check it out. And of course, to IamConchita.com. Um, definitely go and check out those two sites. They are the sponsors for the show. So without them, there would be no Gratitude Unfiltered. So please uh, support them the way that they are supporting us. And also one more time, let's give a nice little shout out to LiveManaWorldwide.org. Again, Jessica and Joshua are doing amazing things. And they are taking on so many different projects right now. Um, they are looking for a team. Um, yeah, anyways, 
good, good things going on there. Great hearts, good people, you know, living, living there, living their mission. So um, big shout out to them. So I know I'm saying so and not. So obviously I got nothing left to say. <laughs> so I'm just going to call it a night. Uh, again, check me out, uh, stephanienielsen.ca, whether you're putting an at, Facebook search, or www in front of it, it's all the same. Thank you so much for being here and letting me share my stories. I, again, am an inspirational storyteller and a transformation trainer. So if you're looking for any of that, please reach out. So until next time, in peace and in love. Ciao, ciao.